I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Because I read this, I read this article, and it gave me uh, it gave me night sweats. Um, uh, this is about COVID nineteen. Have you guys heard of it? You guys familiar with this COVID nineteen? With COVID COVID nineteen. Yeah. You hear about this thing? I've heard. I've heard of novel yeah. coronaviruses in general. Yeah, yeah. So COVID nineteen, uh, also known as SARS CoV two, it's this thing that's been just sweeping the planet, been taking over the world. Um, it's uh, it's, I mean, what we refer to in the biz as a global pandemic. Shit. Oh. Um, and it's been affecting everything around the world. <clears throat> you name any kind of business sector, you name any kind of way of life, you name anything at all, it's been affected by COVID in some way. For how long? Oh, it's been a couple of years now. Shit. Um, uh, but, <laughs> you know, a big way that COVID has affected the planet and, and, and kind of a fascinating way is like how it's affected the world of dating and, and like sexuality. Um, this article, <laughs> oh man. So, uh, this article, uh, was from the BBC, a Chinese woman stuck in lockdown with blind date. <laughs> I feel like we have some heavy hitting articles today. Oh, we got a couple good ones. <laughs> uh, so a swift COVID-19 lockdown in China has reportedly led to a woman getting stuck at the house of a man she met on a blind date. Listen, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to <laughs> judge when I fir- first hear this, uh, headline, but I can't help but think that this could just be like a psychopath type person that is like like making the excuse that the lockdown is keeping them there. They're like the type of person no, that dude. you meet on the first date and they're like, well, they're like, no, dude, it happened. Well, in, no, dude, it happened in China. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, right. so, yeah, so right. to that point, we, we're actually going to get into the uh, the situation in China right now, which which until doing the research for this episode today, I, I didn't realize what um, what precautions and rules that they've implemented over there. And it's, it's extraordinary, really extraordinary. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is a story that kind of dives into that a little bit. We'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in depth further in the episode, but, um, a woman only identified as Miss Wang posted on Chinese social media platform, WeChat last week that she had got locked down with her date after visiting his house for a meal. In the post, she said that she had recently returned to the city of Zhengzhou from Gangju ahead of the Lunar New Year. <laughs> it's funny because every time I hear those city names, I'm like, that's where my mom worked. And then I hear the next city name and I'm like, and or like, it might have oh, been that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Gangju, Guangzhu, <laughs> Wangzhu. Um, uh, she said, Actually, you keep your Jew straight. <laughs> yeah. she, she said, uh, quote, I'm getting quite old. So my parents arranged more than 10 blind dates for me. That sentence is so fascinating to me. But that's lip. I mean, in in the in the culture. realm in the realm of cultures and how marriages and relationships form, yeah. that's like kind of down the middle. 
It, but it's on the spectrum. Like, can you imagine? Can, I cannot begin to imagine me as a 34 year old man and being single and my mom calling me going, Hey, Jer, just so you know, I need you to block off um, January 28th, February 7th, February 20th, March 3rd. I've set up four dates for you. Also, and, and you need to be at those like that. Isn't it? Isn't it? Makes Man. me giggle and cringe. Mm-hmm. And did you say ten blind dates? Ten dude? blind dates, which is like, a fuckload of dates. It's, dude. it's actually sad because then your parents, you you know that your parents think that you don't, you won't have the ability in like in like four blind dates to like to like find a partner. So they have to set up ten for you. Or it's a numbers well, game. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like ten's kind of like, hey, we're, like here's a giant pool of, of yeah. opportunity to choose from. Um, I, I see it a bit of a different way, but. <laughs> but yeah, they, I just find that so, so wild. But again, cultural differences, you know, um, she said, uh, so that's what she said. She wrote that her fifth date uh, had said, quote, he was good at cooking and invited me to his house so he could cook a meal. Sounds like a lovely catch. Um, so, however, during the meal, she discovered that her date's community had gone into swift lockdown due to cases of COVID-19 and ended up being unable to leave his house for several days. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's just like a totally see, like, I mean, again, I know we're going to I know we're going to touch on this uh, quite a bit in the show, but this is like what what strikes me as so strange in this is is when the if I had read that headline in March, April, May, maybe even June of 2020, I'd go, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's not crazy to me. In the sense right, that, because like, at that point in in our lives, we were looking at COVID. We knew nothing. At, through the lens of like uh, the Matt Damon film Contagion. To- totally, and right? like yeah. you don't know how many people are. You don't. You don't know if we didn't if, know. We don't know if we didn't know if we'd if, be alive. Yeah, you don't know if ten yeah, percent of people are going to die. Like you don't know what the damage is going to be. Yeah. So there was but, there was obviously a lot of precautions, and now looking at that situation, especially from the context of how you know most of the world is handling it now, although there's obviously variation in that. This is very much like this is this is start of the pandemic uh, sort of like approach yeah. to. But, but guys, let, let's let's talk about it for a second, because like let's talk about like what really like what we think really happened, though, because imagine it, it when you when you first hear there was like they there made is so everybody much dog isolate. happening right now. There is a lot of dogs. Folks, if you haven't watched the show on YouTube yet, just, I mean, even if you don't fucking use YouTube, it is worth going there right now because the there is a dog big. orgy happening in the middle of this conversation. And before we started this, Taylor was like, is this going to be productive? And we was like, yeah, totally. And now I'm literally watching two dogs fuck each other dude, on the insane. table. It's kind of cute. This is it's hilarious. Dude, this is insanity. They love each other. Um, but the, but but let's talk about what really happened. Because when, it, when I first hear lockdown, like you have to isolate in place. I wonder like, how did that information get communicated to those two people while they were having dinner together? Yeah. So, so let's, let's say for example, that, that what happened was they got like an emergency alert on their phones, like sort of like we have, we have here from time to time. That's probably pretty likely. So if they got that emergency alert, if you in the middle were, of making a beautiful pasta, but if you, okay, well, wait, let's so half a bottle of wine down. If you got that emergency feeling alert, slightly horny already. If you got that emergency alert and you were on a date and you had to rank the date from zero to 10, 
at what point would you go home no matter what, even if you got that emergency alert? So I like, think the point it, of this whole thing is that there is no no matter what. It's you have to stay here and you there's no, and you, no... But who's and stopping? It's not, but like, oh, I understand. Okay, dude, so, so to that point, Brian, who's stopping, stopping you? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. So save this question until we get to the story that's further in the episode and then let's circle back to this thought. Dude, there, okay. there was a, there was a story. Um, and I, I, I don't have the facts completely. I don't know the whole story off the top of my head, but some of the key points of it were this is from like a week or two ago because of, because China has a zero COVID stance. Like if, if a case yeah. of COVID happens, they will shut down a, an, an entire city. And yeah. like, you know, as you know, cities that you've never heard of in China have 10 plus million people in it. Yeah. And there are those cities all over the place that are shutting down completely. Like you can't leave your house. And there are, <laughs> there, there was a, there was a building, there was a building that got shut down um, several weeks ago. And there, they were supposed to have, um, Every two days, they could leave their house to go get groceries. And then after like four or five days, they decided to ax that. And it, they, were, they were relying for three weeks on government workers delivering Delivery. food supplies yeah. to a building of like 10,000 people. Yeah, And but, again, we'll, we'll get deeper into this in the story, in the story later in the episode, but, but, but it's, it's wild. But man, I honestly... I, I still, because I understand, I understand what you guys are saying. Like, I, I'm picturing, when you describe this, I'm picturing, like, the scene in, like, V for Vendetta. You know, when, like, they, they are, like, enforcing the lockdowns in V for Vendetta and, like, nobody's allowed out on the street or they they could be, like, killed. So, I, I'm picturing, like, that type of scene. But even so, man, if I was on a date and it was, like, below a 5 out of 10, even if I knew there was a chance that I was going to die if I went outside, yeah. I would do whatever... It would take to get the fuck yeah. home. Well, Miss Wang told media on Sunday that she had been stuck for four days uh, at her date's house, and the situation was quote not ideal. I think the date was going well. <laughs> not <laughs> ideal. Uh, however, she said that her date had cooked every day for her while they were stranded together. She added, though, that quote he doesn't speak much. <laughs> That is my favorite quote of this entire article. It is unclear whether she still remains stuck at her date's house. However, cases of COVID-19 have persisted in Jiangsu in recent days. Uh, there have been more than 100 cases of COVID-19 in Jiangsu over the past week, um, which that, that, that number is far lower than I was uh, 12 million to. people in that it, city. It is wild. Uh, Non-essential businesses were ordered to close on Tuesday in the city, and there have been large-scale COVID-19 tests testing drives rolled out to the city's 12.6 million residents for any, quote, silent COVID-19 carriers. Uh, China has a zero COVID-19 policy, meaning that swift lockdowns are routinely imposed in communities when cases of the virus are detected. Ms. Wang is not the only person in recent weeks who has found herself caught, uh, unaware, caught unawares amid lockdown measures being swiftly enforced. Last month, a man found himself locked down in the middle of a house move in the northern city of Xi'ang. Uh, he told media he hadn't even been allowed to finish collecting luggage from his car and so had to, to ask neighbors if he could borrow a duvet. Um, again, we're going to get into it a little bit deeper later in the episode, but um, I don't know if how much of this is... I, I know that a lot of this, a big part of, a, a part of the, the sort of lockdown measures are have to do with um, uh, the Olympics 
uh, coming to to China and in, in, in Beijing uh, in I guess like it's just a couple of weeks. But um, it it is a wild situation over there, and and it's it really is like it, it reminds me very much of um, yeah, it reminds me of very very much of like um, those sort of dystopian type like like environmental th- hor- like thriller. Mm. movies you the, know the, like the day the the day after tomorrow yeah that kind of shit you know it's <laughs> it's it's really wild wow okay uh dogs just literally just kicked the camera let's uh let's let's go to that camera let's go to that camera and see <laughs> <laughs> look at the framing of that oh my god yeah that's that's good enough um but yeah that's i i love that i love that story i mean you love that i do <laughs> i do like how good is that story you know, like I, 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 I love thinking about past dates, good dates, bad dates, and thinking about the stories that, that come with those. And that is a, that is it like a, that's a story that would, that would, um, that would definitely top the charts on like Reddit's like that's, Tinder nightmares, our Tinder nightmares or whatever. That's you know? definitely like, it, that's definitely a very, um, a very kind of happy go lucky, even though, even though the woman said it's not ideal. Like, I think that there was like a, there was a degree of like, <laughs> this wasn't ideal, but I can see the the humor and the fact that yeah. we were on a blind date and we got stuck and everything. And then at the same time, how amazing would it be if they get, if they ended up getting married? Right. You know, like if, if like if 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 it wasn't for that situation, maybe the date would have been like lackluster. It's like he cooked. a he, he was a good cook. He cooked a nice meal, but he didn't talk a lot on the date. And I feel like we didn't have like a lot of like we didn't sh- have shared interests. And so we just never went on a date again. Right. That, like that could have been the situation, right. but then they actually go on this date. They're stuck in a house for four days. And like, it takes three days for him to break out of his shell. And then all of a sudden on the third day, he's incredible. She's like, Oh my God, like yeah. we are fucking soulmates. Matched, matched, matched made in and they never would have known if, yeah. if it wasn't. <clears throat> yeah. So, so let me bum you out for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine now when you have a city, I mean, like imagine this, I mean, you can imagine this in Halifax and like in the, in, you know, we have what, 400, 500,000 people in, in Halifax, like HRM and, as a whole. A million people and, in Nova Scotia and, now. And, and this city has 12 and a half million people in it. Imagine at any given moment at which a sudden lockdown where you cannot leave where you are occurs, how many horrible, how many horrible interactions are occurring at that moment? Oh, absolutely. And then yeah. you can't go anywhere. You from can't that. get away from it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to be really serious for a second. Um, it's things like this that, that could, you know, could very easily lead to, you know, a really dangerous situation. Oh my God. Being present for someone and, and them having no way out. Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest, um, uh, there's, there's been a massive rise in domestic abuse cases since the start of COVID-19 because of the stress that COVID-19 has caused because of the fact that people have been forced to be in isolation. Yep. Um, yeah. in, in bad situations yeah. for yeah. extended period Especially of time. Especially that so. first year. Yep. And with all that said, I still like to, I still like to think about, I still like to romanticize the idea of the situation yeah. between these two. And, and, and again, they said in the article, it, it, we still don't know if she's still there. Um, yeah. and I'm hoping that she is still there and that they are on their way to having, um, a wonderful I guess only together. two, one kid. What's the deal? Like, can they have uh, more than a kid? It's two now. And it's soon to be three. Wow, that so wasn't a joke. Hopefully, three no, children. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I read that. I read that today because there, I read an article today about China's population is 
their population growth has slowed for the fifth straight really? year. Yeah. And, and it's hard for them to amass the, the oh, people for their army. This is the woman, it by was, the way. I, I, and, and the other thing is, I, I, I can't tell if like... Oh my God, she's just it, cute as a button. She is. And I can't tell if this is like an interview... <laughs> That she's doing on the news, like yeah. she's at in the house. His house. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, he's not a talker. He's in the kitchen. He's right not now. much of a talker, but man, he's got a he's got a mean wonton oh, soup happening yeah. in the background. What if she was actually the dangerous one and she'd actually murdered him and hey. he was just lying lying on the floor in the background? It's very and nobody possible. Knew. It's very right? possible. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Right. And that's that's a different you can hear that story on a different podcast because we don't do true crime. But uh, <laughs> check out Morbid Podcast. There's a little plug for a show you might like if you're into that shit. Um, here's another crazy story. Um, this is have you guys heard about this thing, COVID? You guys familiar with COVID? Uh, vaguely. COVID-19. I, I, yeah. It's I mean, long story short, it's a pandemic that's been uh, just engulfing the planet for the last two years. But I think you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, right. uh, the army vaccine could protect against COVID-19 and all future coronaviruses. Um, this is, I found this to be so fascinating. So this is starting like, to feel like crypto, you know, like, like everybody's got their own coin. Now everybody's is, got their own this vaccine. Is, this is starting to feel like, like, like an, like an Iron Man movie. It really, we really are living in a, in a, in a waking, uh, living nightmare. It's, it's, it's a marvel. I, I, I don't want to be alive for much longer. I actually hate this headline. Oh, dude. <laughs> it actually makes me okay, mad. So, I don't give a fuck if it's good or not. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, Ugh, it I'm is tired. really interesting. So the, the army, uh, and this is the, the U S army, the army is gunning for COVID-19, <laughs> uh, but it's like also, that. it's also aiming much higher with its SPFN vaccine, which I, think might actually be pronounced spiffin vaccine. Uh, White House Chief Medical Advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci. You guys heard about this guy? You know Anthony Fauci? Yeah. Anyway, long Tony, story short, yeah, he's the uh, White House Tony, Chief Medical Tony Advisor. Tony is the science. Uh, he recently underscored the government's investment in a universal COVID-19 vaccine. What does that mean? That could successfully combat all variants. Okay. So, so, it's, so um, you know, the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, they're, they were made to combat SARS-CoV-2, the like the OG, the big mama that came out a couple of years ago. But then we started seeing variants like the Delta variant and the, you know, the Omicron, the Omicron variant. <laughs> um, but but th those vaccines weren't accounting for these variants, whereas the Spiffen vaccine um, is meant to be what's referred to as a pan. Uh, what do they say in here? A pan viral. Pan. Uh, pan. We'll get to it. Pangeal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pan, <laughs> pan, a pan coronavirus vaccine. That's what it is. Pan coronavirus vaccine. Um, so uh, on NBC on Thursday, Fauci said that there was a concerted effort to develop a universal COVID vaccine that, quote, would mean that the initial vaccination would cover all of the variants so you wouldn't have to worry. Quote, we want a pan coronavirus vaccine so that you have it on the shelf to respond to the next viral pandemic, Fauci said. Ultimately, you want to get a vaccine that covers everything. That dream of a universal vaccine is exactly what researchers at the U.S. Army's Walter Reed Army Institute of Research, which is uh, shortened down to W-R-A-I-R, which I, if I was to pronounce that, I would say, rawr, <laughs> <laughs> um, have been working on for the most, uh, they've been working on this for the most for the past year. In December, the, the U.S. Army announced that its pan-coronavirus vaccine, the Spike Ferritin Nanoparticle COVID-19 vaccine, a.k.a. Spiffin, 
uh, has completed phase one of its human trials with very positive results. So Dr. Kayvon Mojerard, director of the infectious disease at RAR and co-inventor of Spiffin, told Defense One, quote, we're testing our vaccine against all the different variants, including Omicron, the strain <laughs> causing breakthrough infections, even in people who have received booster shots. Spiffin still needs to undergo phase two and three trials, human trials specifically, um, though, to test its efficiency and safety in comparison to other current treatments, uh, Mojerard said. Uh, I don't get it. How, I, how do you create a vaccine? I mean, this, I mean, this has to have been the goal for the flu shot. You, yeah. get a, you know, there's a different flu shot every year because the flu is different every year, not because you need another <clears throat> shot to protect against the same flu. So, so they don't really get into this, but, but they do talk about how this vaccine is different from the other ones. And, um, when I read that it, it actually brought up what it, it, it made me think about something that I, I was, I had wondered long ago why we weren't doing this. So I'm, I'm glad that you said that chair, because when Taylor asked that question, I was like, there is no fucking way that I can answer well, that. Well, again, you. I don't know if this oh, is I know. I, 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 sorry, Brian, I wasn't asking you specifically or Jeremy, really. I was yeah, just, just rhetorically, I was just rhetorically asking the question to the ether. Yeah, so, so, so they go on to say that the three vaccines authorized right now for use in the U.S. take two approaches to preventing COVID-19. So, so you've got the Pfizer and Moderna, which use mRNA. And the whole idea of mRNA is that it, it builds up immunity. While the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is not here in Canada... Um, uses a harmless uh, rhinovirus to train the body's immune system to respond with COVID-19. But the spike ferritin nanoparticle COVID-19 vaccine, or SPIFIN, takes the, a third approach, which is using a harmless portion of the COVID-19 virus to spur the body's defenses against COVID-19. Now, before all this mRNA talk, That's because how- to be honest with you, like before COVID-19, doing the show for five years or whatever it was at that at that time, maybe four, four and a half years. I, I had never heard the term R, uh, mRNA. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I had no idea about any of the science. Like, that, mm-hmm. that was all so new to us when, and I think for yeah. most people well, across it the planet. It, it wasn't even in use for humans. It was, it was like in the early COVID. stages of being developed, right? Well, it, so, it was being developed for like 30 years. Yeah, yes. it, it, it was in research for a very long time, but it hadn't been used in humans yeah. until the vaccine. Yes. Um. I had always thought that vaccines you typically use this approach, which is taking yeah. a, a, a portion of whatever the disease is and and sticking it in you. Uh, That's I think, how they the, I think the rhinovirus the rhinovirus yeah. a method with that the J and J vaccine takes is also a, a similar approach. A it takes it takes a yeah. certain type of virus that's that's harmless and and injects it into the body, whereas this does that with COVID nineteen. Right. So a rhinovirus and COVID nineteen are two separate different. Yep. separately different things. Yep. So this is literally taking a harmless portion of COVID-19, sticking it into you. Now, I don't know, but to me that as some fucking ding dong who doesn't know a goddamn thing about really much at all, uh, other than projecting my voice louder than most, um, <laughs> that good. makes you're, sense. You're to, that makes sense to me that taking a, you know, a harmless portion of COVID-19 mm-hmm. would, would sort of give you this umbrella protection of anything that falls under SARS-CoV-2 and and the variants that would like spread out from that. Yeah. I mean, that's always but been my know. rudimentary understanding of vaccines yeah. before the whole world all of a sudden wanted to become a fucking expert on how vaccines are yeah. are produced. There's I a mean, really good I, I never I never spent much time 
really thinking about vaccines and how they're made and what they do other than understanding that they work. There's a there's a really good Radio Lab episode about that. Um the guy who invented uh came up with the first vaccination. I can't remember his name, but he's he made like subsequently made like 160 different vaccines after that um using the same method which is similar to what you guys were just talking about. Um the crazy thing to think about though is like like where our where like our our understanding um dissipates is like and and the and I guess the question is is like when you think about if you think about the fact that it's more complex than just doing that, what makes it so hard and why did it take so long? Like why does it take so long to develop vaccinations? Um and if it is as easy as like our lay person's understanding of like just mm-hmm. you know taking out what makes the virus infectious and then putting it in somebody so they can build up resistance to it or build antibodies. If it is as if it was as simple as doing something like that, then like why, what makes um, scientists uncertain if they'll even be able to vaccinate against a particular virus, mm-hmm. like when COVID nineteen first mm-hmm. appeared? So there's it's obviously like a super complex totally. issue that like you know we don't because there's thousands of things that like we the, have that make us sick that we don't that we can't protect I, ourselves against. I right. wonder why. I wonder why this approach. So again, like we were saying that this is what we thought most vaccines were sort of based on, like the skeleton structure of taking whatever the thing is that's making you sick, reducing it down, you know, like uh, taking the homeopathy approach, which is like watering it down to like 0.00001% effectiveness and then jam it in you. I do we like, do we know why, or, or if, if you're listening and you know why, please uh, letters at sickboypodcast.com. Um, why we didn't focus on that approach as opposed to like, pushing forward this new tech this new tech in quotes mrna yeah like do i don't know, know why i don't uh there was a uh, i can't recall the information i'm like i'm certain that they talked about it um i believe his name is paul offit he developed the um what's the disease called it sounds like a or the rotavirus i was gonna sounds it sounds like roti bread um the rotavirus um and he developed the vaccine for that. He's like, he, he's, you know, like a, a, a massively prominent scientist in the U.S. He was on Peter Atia's podcast several months ago. And they talked about like, they talked about basically like the history of vaccines and like the different approaches that you can take to developing a vaccine and why one approach is better than the other in certain cases. And like why, why a certain disease or illness might merit a different approach. Like they kind of went into that whole, um, that whole thing. And it, it, I, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's, P- I'm almost certain it's Paul Offit on Peter Atia's podcast, the drive. I mean, who, the guy who would know is, uh, is Harvard Bruce, who we had on the podcast <clears throat> to talk about MRNA vaccines. He would be probably be able to tell you, tell it, tell you, <laughs> He'd probably be able to give you an answer. Yeah, maybe if you can have a conversation <laughs> with him. The one thing that I mentioned has the answer within it, and it's already recorded and produced. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was saying that we should have. Uh, oh, Bruce that we back should on the have. Podcast. That we yeah. should. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah, you just said a name of a past guest that I don't. Um, we talked to him about. Uh, we talked. Don't to him- just ate a piece of carpet. <laughs> 
<laughs> Guys, I fucking Dude. hate talking about COVID. Can we not talk? Can we, let's make a pact to not hey, not talk about it. It can uh, be it can be it can be very annoying for like another like uh, four weeks. Pull, it can please, be very pull annoying. that out of his mouth, will you, please? For the love of God, <laughs> your your intestines are already fucked, buddy. You've you've, you've devoured an entire Nyla bone this week. Um, I agree, Brian. I agree, but uh, unfortunately, um, I've got a bunch more COVID shit. Yeah. It, actually, this is just a COVID oh. episode. I go in wave. I go in waves. Like there's there's periods where I'm like, I don't want to hear a fucking thing about I'm it. I'm cool with the interesting stuff, but I don't give a fuck about anything if it's not funny or interesting right now <laughs> i in, agree i'm interested agree. when there's when there's when there's new information to yeah. consider but if it's just like if it's you know if, if we're talking about the same if, if it's just an argument over the same yeah, shit dude, that we've that, been arguing with Jesus three Christ, or four months that ago shit drives me nuts yeah um just to to finish this spiffin which actually i don't even know if it's pronounced spiffin but they write s a capital s lower p capital f capital n spiffin um, it's also less restrictive, uh, storage wise. And th- so this is kind of interesting. So storage and handling requirements are, um, uh, much less restrictive than Moderna and Pfizer, uh, allowing it to be used in a wider, ver- ver- uh, ver- variety of, of, situations. So it can be stored between 36 and 46 degrees Fahrenheit for up to six months, um, at room temperature for up to one month. And according to military scientists, huh. um, uh, the, oh, uh, uh, that's according to them. Uh, but Pfizer vaccine requires ultra cold freezer. So between Jesus minus 112 and minus 76 degrees Fahrenheit for shipment and storage and is only viable for 31 days when stored in a regular refrigerator. Guys, uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but honestly, I would, I, I feel like I can't possibly trust military scientists. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, planet terror? No, I haven't. But it sounds it's, like something that would it, make me further not trust. I actually haven't seen Planet Terror. Oh, I know. Oh, dude, let's watch it here this weekend. I will. It's it's a part of the <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, you know here's a little break from COVID. It's a part of the Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, um, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Well, Canada. yeah, but but it was it was a grindhouse. Um, it, it was a part of the grindhouse. Uh, 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 Double Bill that Planet, was released Planet years Terror, ago with Planet and, Terror and, uh, and dry, uh, Death Proof. Death Proof. And it was these two grindhouse style films that Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino made. Sweet. And Planet Terror is a zombie film, zombie comedy horror, um, where the military accidentally releases a, uh, well, accidentally, releases a <laughs> gas that turns people into zombies. And of course, there's like, you know... Um, <laughs> just incredible scenes of of violence. It sounds kind of like the plot line for uh for the Strange Brew, uh with Bob and Doug McKenzie. Except instead of the military releasing it, it's this uh a group that takes over a brewery. Molson. And they're they're uh they're <laughs> I don't know uh, what this is. What Strange Brew? You've never seen no, Strange Brew? Is this a movie? Oh dude, oh my God. yes, it's, it's a movie so of Bob good. and Doug McKenzie. It's from like it's the eighties. So, you you I definitely guess. know it. Um, it's like a With cultural Rick, Rick like, Moranis and uh, oh, wow, dude, guys, and, I've uh, never heard of this movie. You've never heard of it? No. Holy shit, dude! The plot oh, I'm so is excited. Is it's very that funny. They, they put um. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I, I mean, yeah. I know, I I know these, uh, I know these guys. They um, basically put um like mind SCTV control guys, yeah. mind control juice in beer, and <laughs> their goal is to like basically mind control the yeah. entire population of. Loosely based on elements of Shakespeare's Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> Very loosely. Dude, that is amazing. We should have our own double yeah. bill this weekend and do that Fuck and yeah. Planet Terror. 
We should have a movie night with our patrons and, and watch those. We should, idea. actually. Speaking um, of which. Well, we're, we're, we'll get to that just to finish <laughs> this off. Um, uh, so the vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson all target these specific SARS-CoV-2 with that causes COVID-19. But Army scientists designed their vaccine specifically um, to be pan-coronavirus, meaning it could protect against future strains of COVID as well as all other coronaviruses. So, but so how do they know like, that? I mean, science and and the, the you know the, the 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 strong arm of the military. Yeah. You know, like it, like the, like this vaccine has bullets, dude. Dude, I mean, it's just it's just guns. They can they can it's drone just strike, guns and needles. They man. can drone strike specific people without a human, without a human, and other. Why? So if they if they can do that with unmanned aerial vehicles, why can't they like look yeah. at the virus and, and attack those, and it? And the drone know? strikes are just incredibly accurate. Well, they're not. They kill lots right? of civilians yeah. all the time. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 So, that's actually that makes me as sad as that first um story of the the woman being locked at her date's ju- house. Just as? Just oh, as? Wow. Probably I mean both of them make me really sad. The so. first one made me so happy. The second one <laughs> made me feel uh, uh actually kind of hopeful to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um drone strikes make me just as sad as a blind date. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. Here's a here's a really wonderful announcement that will make everyone feel great. Um, we are opening up our Discord to the public. This actually um, makes me really excited. This is really fun. So so uh, for folks who aren't aren't aware, Discord is a uh, phenomenal, uh, basically social media platform that offers a space for communities to come together and uh, communicate. And uh, we have had a Discord now. Our Discord channel has been open for the past, I don't know, maybe like th- three years. And it's it's exclusively been for our Patreon community. So we have this small, tight-knit, really loving uh, community that we've built on Discord where all of our, our sweet potatoes, which is what we refer to our patrons as, um, and, uh, you know, in that place, we have just, you know, general discussions where we're talking about fucking whatever. Um, there's there's places for people to, uh, you know, post pictures of their pets or there's a whole like amazing book and movie recommendation channel. Speaking there's, of the uh, bad dates, there was a COVID-19, COVID-19, session. which is all about bad dating in 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 uh, there's a space to share uh, like some of the gnarliest uh, medical things Graphic that you can content that you find channel. on the Internet. Yep. Um and so we decided that uh, this this little community, which is right now only exists with our Patreon members, um, it, it's it's brought us so much joy, and and I think it's brought a lot of the people that are a part of that community a lot of joy. I mean, we've seen a lot of really amazing things happen in that community. You know, when folks are going through a hard time, it's a place that they turn to uh, make connections and and you know share their experiences and feel connection with others, uh, especially with, with folks who align with the conversations that we have on the show and, and, you know, 
understand the the challenges faced with living with illness or knowing someone that lives with illness. <clears throat> I mean, we've had people that have uh, met and and uh, started dating on our on our Discord, which is which is wild to think. So um, it's like kind of like a Tinder. It's kind of like Tinder. Yeah, we've had people who have met and started dating and then came to Thanksgiving family dinner with me. On <laughs> yeah, the, right. Discord. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Brian. <laughs> Brian's visited <laughs> Mel, a, a, a future sick boy uh, guest. We're, we're having Mel. Mel on the show soon. But Mel in in Salem, who you know, who, who Mel was very very vocal on our Discord. So it, it's a wonderful community, and we, and we feel really um, we feel really proud about it. Um, and we felt like, uh, why not open up this community to the public? So we can, if you're a listener and you're not supporting us on, on Patreon, but you want to be a part of something so special, um, you can do that now and you can join our, our, our discord, which is open now open to the public. Um, little caveat uh, there, there will be channels that are actually locked and closed off just for our, our patrons that are exclusive to them. Things like the Feel Good Friday content channel, which um, you know some of our patrons have been using to send us um, content that they want to hear on th- these episodes, um, amongst other things like community events that we hold every single month. Um, all those things will be locked off, but, but open to the public. There, there's going to be the general chat and uh, a number of other channels that are just really fun to be a part of. So if you want to be a part of our Discord, it is open to the public. You can click on the link in the show notes of this episode if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can uh, find the link on YouTube in the comment section below. Um, or you can just go to our Instagram, go to our link tree. You can find the link there. It will take you to our Discord. If you've never used Discord before, it's um, it's the UI is very user-friendly, super simple. Yep. One click, sign up with your email. And, and if you've and never used in. Instagram... Um, before it's a it's a photo sharing photo sharing platform you can get it in the app store actually discord's been it's so user friendly even taylor can use it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh yeah yo uh before we move on to this and next, I'm a, i don't even have a smartphone before we move on to this i'm next, surprised you do actually yeah yeah me too sometimes uh Interesting. Be, before we move on to this next story can you can you just because it's quicker can you just rip over there and grab me that beer <clears throat> This is a lot. This is actually strictly a COVID episode. We all we are talking about is COVID. I hate COVID. It's good stuff, though. It's good stuff. I, I, I'm okay with the COVID content, but I hate COVID. Uh, I'm just making really? a note I, here. I kind of want it to continue. Uh, all right. So speaking of COVID and speaking of lockdowns and speaking of Omicron. Um, that we're going to come back to that story that I mentioned earlier about uh, what's going on in Beijing. Again, I think this is so interesting. So Beijing locks down office building with workers still inside after a single Omicron case detected. That's good because then, you know, they can be efficient and continue to get stuff done. Uh, In Hong Kong, this is from CNN. At an office building in China's capital on Sunday, masked COVID control personnel lugged boxes of pillows and bedding through the closely guarded entrance for white-collar workers stuck inside, preparing for what may may be days of lockdown as Beijing rushes to prevent the spread of Omicron ahead of the Winter Olympics. So again, this is literally a scene from like one of those, one of those movies that I was talking about earlier. Like this is, this is contagion, you know, a bunch of, bunch of people show up. Can you imagine showing up to your, 
you know, you're an accountant for a fucking like uh, for some startup company and you show up to your office mm-hmm. in just wearing your, you know, your your button down shirt, your tie, your slacks. And th- that one day, you're, you know, you, you uh, there was no clean underwear. So you bored your wife's song. <laughs> and all of a sudden. At lunchtime, you go to like step out for a smoke and there's a bunch of like. Like like the scene from E.T. All these dudes in in, in hazmat suits. Hazmat suits yeah. You can't. You step outside. There's just a tube connected to the door, and the yeah. tube goes somewhere <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. know. <laughs> and it's just like all you and everything's everything sounds like it's on a radio. Like they're like he's, he's coming out for a smoke. Coming out for a smoke. Like, grab him. Grab him. There's so many. Can you imagine things, that shit. There's so many things that I don't. I, I mean, first of all, what I don't get, <clears throat> what I don't get about China's approach in general is that. The the global consensus is COVID is not going away. Like there, there's I don't think there's any rational body of science on the planet right now that thinks that COVID is is like going to fully disappear. It, it, you know, it's short of a hundred years from now, and so I don't get the zero. I don't get the like one cases too much approach. That makes no sense to me. But then further than that, with the Olympics coming up, I mean. There's gonna be lots of COVID going lots around. Lots of COVID and because, lots of herpes. Because there's people that there's people like there's they're going, there's gonna be COVID. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just a that is I mean, I mean, sorry to burst anybody's bubble out there, but like that is the way of the world now. Yeah. If you have events, there people will get co- people will get COVID there. And I'm not saying that as like a like don't well, not do necessarily don't, true. Don't, I had a birthday party here at the office, and there was about eight people. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but if no we had, got COVID, but if know? we had we, a, we, if, we fucking we nailed that. Yeah, but if, sure, but yeah, if we had a, if we, if we, if we, if we had a thirty billion dollar, if we had a thirty billion dollar two week birthday party, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, with millions of people uh, oh, yeah. uh, coming in, honestly, on, uh, then the casualties you know, would be worth it for a thirty like. Thirty billion dollar two week birthday party. Like yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so how do they so how do they justify? Like I think that they should. I think the Olympics should happen, but I don't understand how they justify the two worlds. Like the two like where they have you know a building that has one case of COVID and they lock the building down, and then the Olympics where there will of course be cases of COVID that that go around. And well, especially when we're talking about Omicron, dude. Like. Yeah. Like, this snap lockdown meant the building in the west of the city was sealed off without advanced warning. Mm. So there was no, there was no like oh check your phone like you got the there was no advanced warning with everybody inside unable to leave and subject to compulsory covid testing. The decision <laughs> to lock the office came down after an employee tested positive for omicron on Saturday which was which was Hong Kong's first recorded case of omicron. So yeah, you said you said zero cases is unrealistic, man. They're doing it over there. They like maybe they're handling it really well. Stop it, Brian. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, like maybe, but it. No, but at, no. at what cost, dude? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Let's. Uh, but, yeah. but hold on. So like, no let's, and no. Let's stay, yeah. let's stay with that. Let's say. Let's say that. That let's say that yes, Beijing was like. Or, uh, you, said, you said Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Sorry, Hong Kong. Which also is. Let's really say that China. Hong Kong was actually like like. <laughs> Don't it say was, that to the CCP, dog. <laughs> let's say it was actually this this method was actually highly effective. Is that worth it? No, no. 
It's not. I mean, that's the man. We're having arguments, very valid arguments, I mean, I, like because it's in scary. North America. Like that, even as someone who, even as someone who is, who like, if I get Omicron today, even though I'm boosted, I'd be, I would be terrified. But having said that, that this ain't a world I want to live in. Right. Like, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want. Dude, I would be irate if I showed up here with like earlier today with the three dogs that we bring to this office and not no offense, but both of you and to, to try to go outside for a fucking to take him for a piss and have some dude stand at the door of our office going, no, 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 bro. You yeah. live here for the next week. Yeah. And we actually I would be, but like we live, we like our office is like a flat too. Like we could chill and watch movies and it would be fun. Dude, we have imagine a fucking you, arcade machine. Imagine, here. imagine you actually be pretty cool. worked in a, in a, a shitty office building. I can't no, really, it would, no, be, it wouldn't be. It'd be fine for a week. It would be It'd fine be for a week. A yeah. week? There's no <laughs> hot plate in here, but like we got it. We've, we've got, got no food. Eats. Oh, we can open the bad. windows. They can so throw expensive. it, throw it up them. Yeah, it would be expensive. But, but think about this. So I, I'm really struggling to imagine what that scene would actually be like because they they sort of Chaotic. like describe it. But what do you think is the reaction from the people inside when when that happens? Well, apparently the people of Hong Kong are are pro. I'm well. Hey, it's hard to apparently, say. Apparently, this is this is what this is what the Chinese mainstream media is saying to <laughs> us. The media in China is not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a yeah. secret that the government. It's it, there's it's state-run media. So CNN CNN goes on to say for the past week, officials in Beijing have been on high alert as an Omicron outbreak spread in in Tianjin, a major port city just 30 minutes away by high-speed rail. Uh, the cluster had already spread to two other cities hundreds of miles away, according to man. This just gets scarier and scarier. According to detailed surveillance data collected by officials, the Beijing woman infected with Omicron had not come into contact with a confirmed case and hadn't left the capital in the past 14 days, raising fears that the variant may already be spreading in the community. Unlike uh, most yeah, of the world, it is. <laughs> it did. Yeah, unlike it most was. of the world, China is pursuing a zero COVID strategy that relies on stringent restrictions, including mass testings, lockdowns, and long quarantine for international arrivals. The single case in Beijing has identified at the worst possible time for the city as it prepares for welcoming thousands of athletes for the Olympics including countries where Omicron is raging. The risk of the variant spreading among the local Beijing population outside its so-called Olympic bubble, intending to keep participants separate from the wider public, comes as authorities warned of the, quote, double pressure of domestic and imported cases. So here's where it gets really fucking bizarre and kind of scary. After the woman's case was confirmed, authorities sprang into action, imposing uncompromising snap lockdowns, trapping people inside such as office blocks and extensive contract tracing to t uh, and testing in high-risk areas. The residential compound where the confirmed case lives is just 15, a 15 minutes drive from the Olympic Park. The entire community has since been sealed off while people get tested and authorities conduct, conduct environmental sampling. Um, the residents inside are allowed fresh air in contrast with, strict, with stricter lockdowns in other parts of the country that confine people to their apartments but they can't leave the community's limits. Trash is be beginning to pile up inside the complex with only special, specially designed disposal teams permitted to handle it. Many nearby businesses are closed. 
The woman's workplace has similarly locked down with large tents set up outside to conduct uh, and process COVID tests for everybody inside until the building is declared safe to reopen. See, guys, this is exactly what, if we continue to listen to the government here, this is exactly what, what they're going to move towards. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Look, I, I don't I, like <laughs> let's not let's not go down that road <laughs> because, again, like that, like talking about this stuff is. Man, people get so fucking up in arms. But but like so so I so this is this is the part that I read where I went, oh my god, this is actually this is actually kind of freaky. In another sign of zealous official response, the woman's travel history was published in state media. Whoa. With extensive detail on everywhere she went within a two-week period. The long list includes subway stations, public bathrooms, a supermarket, a luxury shop center, uh, and Dior Center or store, a famous Peking duck restaurant, a cinema, a hair salon, a stand-up are comedy you, venue. Are you doxing her again right now? I, by yeah, just here's, repeating yeah. all of the here's the, here's the issue. Here's the issue with that I that I see with this, and and again, two years on, like there's really no excuse for this in the sense that this is like if you wanted to demolish a building downtown, you wouldn't blow it up with a nuclear bomb. Like this is this this is a nuclear bomb. Like I would, uh, this would make for a building that you want to tear down. Like it makes it it the destruction of the of of the of the approach is so much more catastrophic than than the thing that they're trying to prevent. Like like don't get me wrong, I it's crazy. Like COVID is not something to be fucked with. COVID's horrible. It has it has it has wreaked havoc on millions of families across the world Mm -hmm. it is it is it is a scary thing right but we can't but we don't need to have a conversation about but this this is like this is covid being you know scary for some people and then going nobody can ever live ever again on the this makes sense to me if if this was 28 days later sure if this was a zombie outbreak and like train to busan was happening in hong kong yeah dude like lot like this this that makes sense. To COVID me. is horrible. There are things that we need to do as a whole society. There are things that that certain populations of people need to be like really aware of to protect themselves and things that that everybody else needs to be aware of to protect those populations. This is like this is so but the, so yeah. next the level. thing that I don't understand too is like the people who say like like well the government's trying to do this to control people or like they think that that the government is doing this because the government is going to benefit from this in some way nobody benefits no, from nobody these benefits types from of this. lockdowns no. or restrictions like the 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 people that are being locked down number one their mental health like they're those oh people my are god well i mean so, like they they go even for the so you know they they in the article they they go on to say that you know many cities a lot of the cities in China are, are taking these really extreme measures, but uh, they also go on to say, and this made me really sad, posts and videos on uh, Chinese social media show several targeted snap lockdowns in Shanghai last week, trapping whoever was unfortunate enough to be in the vicinity. In one mall, shoppers were stuck for two days with officials testing everybody inside and ordering a deep clean before reopening. One video posted on social media showed a woman outside the mall crying and reaching out to a small toddler staring back from behind its glass doors. Yeah, that's fucked. You know what I mean? Like, 
how fucking traumatic would that be if like how traumatic is that like like you you go you like <laughs> like i hey how the fuck did that even happen you know like <laughs> yeah, the, like the yeah. mother goes out opens the door and the door and the toddler's just behind her and the door closes and two seconds later it's like you're free but everybody like every, you know you know when you're in line when you're in line yes and and they're like they're like they they they, they unhook the they unhook the fucking yeah. like like rope and they go yeah you're in you're good and they're like clicking the people you're good you're good you're good click we gotta stop and like your friends go into the liquor store but you can't and you're like oh, fuck or or the toddler could have been with the other parent yeah, and, like, yeah, totally. And, well, but I, like, and they and they could have been divided. I mean, but, there's going to be. I think it's big in China to like just let your toddler roam, roam about. Like, yeah, yeah. that's pot. That's popular. Just, yeah, yeah you you can open doors by yourself. Like, figure there's, it out. There's yeah. going to be things in every. There's going to be when when we look, you know, in the future where the way that we're handling this acutely now, there there will be a time. Let's call it. Let's say 10, 15 years into the future, where we look back on the way that we handled this. And no matter where on the spectrum you are on how you think this is being handled now, everyone will be wrong in some way. Yeah. yeah. Everyone will have been wrong in some way and right in some way. And because we're not... Not everyone. <laughs> everybody will. <laughs> everybody will be wrong in some respect. And there, and we will look back and go, oh, you know, now with the benefit of hindsight, we should have handled this this way. And, you know, this... We, we implemented this thing and that had this unintended consequence of this. And that was actually worse than the thing we were preventing and, and, or, or, or vice versa where we didn't, we weren't maybe strict enough at one time and it caused that there's going to be that. No doubt. Everybody's going to be wrong in some way. Everybody's going to be right in some way and how that shakes out. I don't know, but I mean, I mean, we're having that conversation now in, North America and our setup is so much better than that. Yeah. Like so much more yeah. reasonable than that. I feel like Canada is doing, look, I say this with a very, like a, a, a very general broad statement. I think Except Canada, Alberta. I think Canada for the most part is doing a good job, you know, and, 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 and there, I'm sure there's people in Ontario that would, mm. would step in and say like, you know, fuck Doug Ford and what he's been doing. Sure. But as a whole, in general, I think Canada is doing a reasonable job at sure. at at handling this. I mean, in comparison to what's going on there, agree. like I, I, it's, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm just kidding. Experientially, love you. Um, Alberta, Alberta. Actually, this this is a story. Where I, I, I think I think what I mean by <laughs> that is like we're we'll look back on our society and say that we did some things right and some things wrong, and. And again, this is a di it's a different culture, it's a different government, it's a different everything in in mainland China. Like it's it's hard to fathom, it's hard to fathom the 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 unintended destruction of 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 what these policies will have. How funny would it be if North Korea was the one country that was doing it right? <laughs> Like they they totally nailed it. They might not even have COVID. Yeah. They just don't let anybody in. So right, right. Is there COVID in North Korea? Oh, there was, they'll never like tell you. Certainly, is COVID in North Korea? There's, you there's, say that, but like in no, no, it, travel in and out of North Korea is like very limited. Mm, well, somewhat. for 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 the people that live the, for the residents of of that place, but for the you, uh, you can go to North Korea. No, I want. know you can, but it's yeah. not like a it's not a holiday. Well, you can go on holiday. It's a holiday I mean, for some. 
it's a holiday in the way that you're not at uh, work for dark tourists. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, market like, for yeah. dark. Yeah, tourists. Yeah. You can go, yeah. but it's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can go because you're like not one going of the, to chill. One of the big, uh, <laughs> one of the big attractions is like standing in. Dennis Robin goes to chill. Those big, uh, <laughs> you know, like there are people going to chill. You know those big uh, concrete balconies that, like the big buildings, yeah, concrete yeah. buildings with the balconies with like their big red curtains. Yes, you can actually go there and like stand as the tanks roll by <laughs> and all oh the soldiers God, march, and it's like a really cool, unique thing. Yeah. To see. I, I think it's, I think it's uh, pretty safe to say COVID. Ha- COVID, there's no not a place on the planet that doesn't have. Uh, I'm just gonna COVID. give it a quick goog, but you. Can Carry on. Um, let's move on to Ding Dong of the week. Ding Dong. <laughs> um, uh, this and this is a, this is a uh, the first time we're doing this where there is no choice. This is the Ding Dong, right? Oh, okay. So anti-vax leader is that the not the point of Ding Dong of the week? <clears throat> uh, I mean, I just couldn't find anything else. Like n- no one could top this fuck. This okay. this guy just like, emerges as a clear victor. This guy's the winner. I've got it, the I've got the other guy. I've got the second guy for you. I'll just tell you a quick story. All right, great. After. Anti-vax yeah. leader urges people to drink their urine instead of get vaccine. Never mind. The, my guy won't beat <laughs> guys. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to let you know that similar to the way that people deny that uh, Kim Jong Un uh, defic- defecates. Oh. They've all the North Korea also uh, completely denies any positive COVID cases since <laughs> January 2020. Believe it. Uh, um, yeah. <clears throat> some anti-vaxxers will do anything to avoid taking the coronavirus vaccine, including reportedly drinking their own piss. Uh, the Daily Beast reports that prominent figure of the anti-COVID-19 community, uh, Christopher Key, who calls himself the vaccine police. Dude, this guy's such a fucking wanker is now telling his followers to drink their own urine in order to cure themselves of COVID-19. This, I think that's a troll. <laughs> no, this is the, this is the POS we're talking about. Oh, right never now. mind. Um, Sweet th- this guy most certainly is not a troll. Kind of looks like an older, shittier Corey from the morning show. You, you know, know what this picture looks like? It looks like the, the post interview at judge Judy. And they're, yeah, they're asking him why he lost. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to fucking, he's trying to, he's trying to, Guys, we need, to wear, why. we need to wear more V-necks with blazers. What a fucking ding dong. Um, uh, as the highly transmiss- uh, transmissible Omicron variant tears through the country, it has largely been the unvaccinated who have become seriously ill and who are fill- uh, filing- filling hospital beds in- and dying on ventilators. Uh, for the vaccinated, um, uh, a bout with Omicron, while unpleasant, is mild enough to be comparable to the flu or the common cold, which... It is itself a coronavirus. Because Where's the this anti- article from uh, uh, Dude, be- that whole, I, I have so many issues with that fucking paragraph. But Wh- whatever, just continue. Because the <laughs> because anti-vaxxers refuse to take the coronavirus shots, they have turned to increasingly bizarre mes- methods of treating the virus, generally with little success. "Quote: The antidote that we have seen now, and we have tons and tons of research." Is urine therapy. <laughs> okay, I know to a lot of you this sounds crazy, but guys, God's given us everything we need, Mr. Key said in a video posted to his Telegram account. He made the video shortly after being released from jail for trespassing in a Whole Foods. <laughs> 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 Fuck this guy, man. Mr. Key trespassing said, in a Whole Foods? Yeah, like, what time of day was he? I uh, think he was probably middle of the previously day. banned. <laughs> middle of the day. Mr. Key said he refused to wear a mask in the store, and he was asked to leave when he refused. The store reported okay. for trespassing, and he was arrested. Uh, Mr. Key has been traveling across the country with the stated goal of conducting citizen arrests 
on Demogra- uh, Democratic governors over their vaccine mandates. He presents doubters with, quote, <sighs> papers outlining his belief that the coronavirus is a bioweapon. When asked how he had the authority to arrest governors, he claimed that the government is, quote, we the people. He said he planned to arrest Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards on the 7th of February if the governor does not back off his vaccine mandates, particularly those aimed at children. He told his supporters that urine therapy has, quote, been around for centuries, but noted that he understood if people thinks he is cray-cray. Uh, That's now, what he said? Yeah. Uh, quote, cray-cray. <laughs> do, do, do you guys feel bad about, like, talking about this guy and, and laughing about this you stuff? You mean because he's clearly mentally yes. ill? Yeah. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, now that you say it a little bit, but... Um, I don't. I don't think he's clearly mentally ill. I think he's clearly misinformed it, it it is a it is a little bit it is a little bit not the right i i agree with you jaren yeah. the way that it's it's not the right thing to do just to dismiss everything that seems crazy as mentally ill yeah yeah I, he's, I, he's I, just I he's just too. a piece of shit i agree with this that guy too. This i just guy feel sad just a piece of shit i feel sad i feel i feel <laughs> a-okay with laughing out loud lolling <laughs> at this guy he quote said, "Now drink urine." He said, "This vaccine is the worst bioweapon I've ever seen. I drink my own urine." Like out of all the other bioweapons that he's seen yeah. in his you think life, that's a misinformed <laughs> person or a mentally <laughs> ill person. <laughs> After a crack, crack, drink your own urine. Yeah, bioweapons. You know, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. Mr. Key called people who get the coronavirus vaccine foolish. But drinking piss is not. Uh, even though it is safe and effective way to protect oneself from the coronavirus symptoms. Uh, quote, the vaccine police conspiracy theorist raised concerns when he shared a telegram post showing off his sizable arsenal, which includes high capacity firearms as well as a flamethrower. I, you know, Fuck. this guy isn't this guy isn't fully all there for sure. Uh, prior to his road trip, tres- trespassing conviction and urine in- evangelism, he entered the national eye after threatening to execute pharmacists for administering the coronavirus yeah, vaccine. Can't do that. Can we uh can we just like he's not we, well. Can we at least just like for like 10 seconds uh pay a moment of our respects to the folks with mental illnesses that without we would feel really bad about this for before we just laugh about this because like it is really funny, but I also feel bad. I, I get but then you. once I, hear, I can feel bad, I hear what then you're I saying. Laugh. I hear what you're saying, yeah. but again, let's just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool photo. So we'll just, if you're not, if you're not, if you're only listening to this, we're just looking at a photo of him. So. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. But when I read that, so so, um, Mr. Key, you are ding dong of the week. Congratulations. Uh, go fuck yourself. Um. But uh, reading that article, I I was like, well, drinking your pee can't be that good. It can't, I, don't, I, like, I don't think it's bad for you. Well, it is. Or is it's, it? Is it? Well, it is. I, I, is it harmful? Yeah, it's not good for you. What do we but, know so, about so, it? For so sure. I look. So I looked it up. I, I thought looked, it was sterile and so this is th- There's there's a lot of misconceptions about drinking your piss, and uh, I I I don't know if I if I if this was like locked in the in the the recesses of my brain somewhere way back, but back in 2018 there was a there was a large um, sort of influx of stories posted to various news websites about the misconceptions of drinking your own piss. In 2018, drinking your own piss was 
like the tide eating tide pods story where it was like really? all these people were like drink pee drink pee like drinking peas the is, was you're not cool <laughs> unless you drink your pee yeah. and so uh i went back and i found an article that was around this time it was from bbc and the article is titled please can everyone stop drinking their own urine uh God, this guy this completely missed me yeah so so say hello to the latest health fad it's even yellower than turmeric latte than a turmeric latte and more <laughs> bitter than a charcoal lemonade yep it's urine it's drinking your own urine. While drinking your own pee seems like the kind of thing you'd only do if you were trapped on a mountain or stranded in a desert somewhere, it looks like people have started gulping down the golden stuff in the privacy of their own homes. Holy fuck, yeah. For example, uh, Kaylee uh, Oakley, a 33-year-old yoga teacher uh, from Newington, Kent, claims drinking her own urine has given her relief <sighs> from a number of long-term health issues, including autoimmune disorders, the autoimmune disorder Hashimoto's thyroid disease and chronic pain condition fibromyalgia. Here's a tweet oh that um, she put up from a from a Twitter account that's called Yoga is Sexy. That's that's an entirely different conversation. But uh, yoga teacher uh, drinks own pee every morning and claims it cured her fibromyalgia and cleared her skin. That's her gulping down the the wee wee there. If you're watching on YouTube, if you knew if you knew that it could do that. For sure, like you were guaranteed that you would get those effects. Would you drink your own pee to get get them? Probably. If there was rigorous scientific Probably. studies yeah. you know that what? were done to test that amongst a large yeah. population. There yeah. ain't that. There That's ain't, for sure. There ain't that. Uh, she tells Press Association <laughs> she started drinking her own pee, which some people call urine therapy, but is also known as urophagia, uh, which, sound, which sounds like a disorder. Uh, two years ago, she, quote, she said, I heard that urine can reset the immune system, promote general good health, and is good for the skin, she if, says. Now, if you just heard that it could do that, would you drink your own meat? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, we can't talk about this person. They're clearly mentally ill. No, oh, my no. God. No, Ryan, come on, man. Stop it. Uh, so she gave it a go, and not only does she drink uh, a jar of fresh wee-wee every day, she also uses cotton wool to dab it all over her face, which oh she my claims... God keeping her skin glowing. Dude, have you guys seen Oh man, you should have had the you should have had the uh the scene from Land of the Lost. Oh yeah. When he's like yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. talking he's like oh, the the T-Rex they they they, they can't uh, they can't detect their your smell if you pour their urine all over you. So he takes this fucking jug of piss and he's <laughs> pouring it all over his face and he's like <sighs> yeah, it burns. Ah, burns. It really burns the eyes. Oh God! Uh, really Leah said that weighing uh, almost. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Surprisingly, Kaylee isn't the only person to promote the benefits of urophagia recently. Just last week, Leah Sampson, a 46-year-old woman from Alberta, Canada, please tell me she's not a yoga teacher, uh, told the Sun that drinking her own urine helped her lose her half her body weight. Uh, Leah said that weighing almost 120 kilograms left her desperate for a fix, which led her to wonder whether urine could help. Mm. Quote, Most, she said, probably the only factor involved. Uh, and, and probably just that. She didn't eat anything for a solid seven weeks and or just drank drinking, piss. Drinking your pee would probably make you throw up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, quote, she was quoted saying, my friend sent me a YouTube video link of the urine therapy, she said. I stood up in the bathtub, urinated into my hands, and drank it. Oh I noted Lord. immediately that I ingested too much sodium and vowed to begin removing sodium from my diet immediately. She Now she not only drinks urine, but also uh, gargles it in the mornings when she brushes her teeth and uses it as eye drops. 
No, Dude, stop it. Do you think the friend that sent it Come to her originally on. was like, was this is fucking funny? Was actually an enemy? <laughs> this God, is funny. Dude, and this, is ins- like, yeah. this is too much. So uh, here's, a, and this might surprise you. Um, doctors don't recommend it. Uh, I'm curious though, um, as, as, as somebody who, Jer, who's very sex positive and like, you know, like ex- very accepting of people's kinks in the kink community where people, you know, engage in sexual stuff around, you know, peeing on one another and drinking pee and stuff like that. That's cool. But like, is it weird when you're doing it for health reasons? Well, that's cool if you're into it. And also, I mean, you know. I don't know. If it turns but, you on, it's cool. But if you're doing it because you think you're getting health benefits, I don't from think it, it turns you on to. Uh, well, let, uh, let me. Yeah, uh, I, don't I, know about that. I don't think I don't. For a lot of people, the turn on isn't isn't I'm going to fill a mason jar full of piss and and chug it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah. I want to be covered in your in your in your excrement. I want to yeah. be covered in and your if it, leakage. If that turns you on, that's cool. Sure. But also, dude, just a, t- a turn on is totally subjective, whereas health benefits are objective. Right? I have yes, no yeah. problem. I'm, that's why I'm just helping if, to clarify. If, this. If, I, if I was reading, yeah. if I was reading an article right now that was like, because you, you were concerned that there was probably maybe some people in the kink community that were upset that, at the conversation yeah, that are, that are yeah. mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what right? I'm saying. That's what he thought. That's exactly right? what I'm saying. Yeah. All, all kink, all kink, all people that are into piss kinks are mentally ill. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Fucking water play. <laughs> Water sports are mentally ill people. Um, That's not what I was saying. Look, I, I, I'm saying if you gargle it for pleasure, you're cool. If you gargle it for health benefits, if you gargle you're it crazy. for pleasure, you're doing that like once every once. You're doing that, you know, maybe two or three times in a in a week. If you're if you're if you're fucking a bunch, that sounds active. If you're fucking a lot, right? But but also if you, I think that is different from going. I have now vowed. All right, so that's different from this. My name is Carrie. I'm 53 years old. I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I'm addicted to drinking my urine. Addicted to it. I drink it like I'm in a beer drinking contest. It's easier to drink than water. For the past four years, yeah. Carrie has been drinking nearly all this is of her urine. Got to be my strange addiction. It, it is? started yeah. as just one glass in the morning. Now she consumes up to five glasses. This every show day. is fucked. I like warm pee. <laughs> it's comforting. Isn't oh that show on. fucked? It's Come like, on. hey, let's put you on blast because you're weird. Oh my! That's sad. Cheers, Carrie. Cheers. <laughs> that looks like urine. Um, that, that is, is sad. That is really sad, eh? Um, it's interesting though how you can look at it through two different lenses. Though, well, actually, you know if you're what? like. If you look at it through one lens where you're like, oh, this is a kink, you can look at it and go, cool. If you're into that, that's sweet. I'm if not you look at it like you think that's a health benefit and the two people are doing the same thing, then they're crazy. I'm looking at Carrie and I want to know now before I, I, I want to take back saying it's sad and I want to say it's definitely fucking gross to you, but obviously not yeah, to her. I think obviously not to Carrie. <laughs> obviously yeah. obviously not to Carrie. It's gross to you, the average person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet. Is it harmful to carry? So so that's what I want to know. Okay, so uh And yes. if it's not, it, then so, like, okay, carry on with your it is. thing. Carry that, on, carry. It is it is harmful to carry. <laughs> carry on. But carry here's on. here's my stance. Carry. All the power to you. Keep drinking your piss. I watched the I watched that entire clip, which is actually a, a like a 17-minute clip. And um 
uh, Carrie just drinks piss because she likes drinking piss. Yeah. If you like, if you just like drinking piss, fucking drink your piss. Sure. That's cool. She doesn't I mean, think it's gonna cure any disease. No, it's these fucking, it's these dopes right. who are going. Well, I heard like Jeffrey at my office said that Guys, like drinking my pee would help my fibromyalgia. Dude, shut the fuck and up. And Carrie's not trying to get anybody else. To no, she's you know, like, I just drink my pee because you know I did it once and was like, oopsie, Guys, I like this. I love <laughs> I love how we can be so open-minded going to this. Because really what we found is that what we once thought of, you know, 10 minutes ago in one way of being, this is disgusting. These people are idiots. Now we've looked at it in a bunch. It's so nuanced. You know, you yeah. can have the kink community who pees on one another. That's beautiful. <laughs> you can have the people who drink their own piss because... They just enjoy drinking piss. Is That's Car- totally fine too. Is Carrie you have the okay? people who drink it because they think well, it's curing their fibromyalgia. Yeah, those people are fucking mentally ill. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And we I, shouldn't laugh about them. I don't know <laughs> if Carrie's okay uh, because I haven't followed up with her. But maybe we can get her on the show uh, now. Uh, She's the, not ill. The, 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 we don't well, have to have her on the well, show. She's I mean, fine. Yeah, she, I think she has. I, I, I wouldn't say she's not ill. If I, you're addicted to drinking pee, there's something there, going there's on. An are you addicted addiction, to orange juice? Addiction, addictions and coffee or yeah. And is that I'm addicted fine? to nicotine. Well, That's not good. I mean, if it's if it's adversely affecting her health. So wait, do we know is drinking your own pee bad for you? Now, despite the sudden plethora of people gulping down the salty stuff, oh uh, many doctors agree <laughs> that it's not particularly good for you. Uh, for one thing, urine is essentially a waste product, hmm. uh, uh, meaning that it's made up of a mix of water and stuff your body has already worked hard to get rid of. Quote, it's a common belief that urine is sterile which it normally is if you don't have a problem with your renal tract, says Dr. Zubair Ahmed, uh, who told BBC Three this. He went on to say, however, once it leaves the body, it can be contaminated with certain bacteria, and ingesting this bacteria can make you feel unwell and can lead to serious complications. Infection risks aside, Dr. Ahmed adds, there's actually no medical evidence to show urophagia benefits your health in any way. Well, of course not. He I mean, said, quote, urination is one way where our body gets rid of toxic byproducts, he explains. There is no evidence at all that ingesting these substances has any health benefits. Say it more firmly, just in case there's somebody out there. I that just really that want I just really want Mr. Key to hear this. Uh, while drinking a small amount of urine is unlikely to be hazardous to your health, there's not enough modern evidence of its efficacy to suggest drinking it is healthy. And Dr. Andrew uh, Thorne. Thornburr warns that you risk reintroducing dangerous waste products back in your system when you drink pee. So the whole point, he's, he said, quote, the whole point of urinating is for the kidneys to filter, out, filter the blood and it gets rid of any excess fluid and salts as well as minerals. <clears throat> Urine is a health, in a healthy person is made up of about 95% water, but the other 5% is waste products the body is looking to expel such as potassium and nitrogen, which, if you have too much in your body, can actually cause problems. When you drink urine, it will eventually come back out again and be much more concentrated, which could lead to gut problems, he said. The kidneys will have to work even harder to filter out all the excess again, putting strain on them. Guys, I'm so you're clearly, really just like fucking your kidneys I'm, over by drinking your piss. I'm clearly not a scientist, but in my like layperson understanding of how the body works if you eat food and drink water and stuff and that stuff goes into your stomach and then your body processes it and your your kidneys take out the 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 nutrients that it needs and then the waste product is 
is expelled eventually from through urinating. The stuff that you urinated was all urinated out was already in your body. So if there was some health benefit to that, wouldn't you have received that through your body absorbing the benefiting health? That sounds reasonably logical. Through the, through the first time you consumed the food or whatever. So it doesn't really make sense to me that you'd just be putting that stuff back in. Wait, you don't get it, Bri? No, I don't. <laughs> Loser. But again, I don't know anything about I don't know anything about anything. So obviously. I'd say I'd say give it I'd say give it six months and we're gonna start seeing anti vaxxers eating their own shit. <laughs> That's probably not a that's not a that's not a crazy uh uh prediction. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh <laughs> hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Feel Good Friday. Um we are coming at you every week, Mondays with our, our OG conversations with people living with illness, Wednesdays where we speak to healthcare professionals uh about the things that they focus on, and of course these Friday episodes where we talk about people drinking their own pee. Um we are a very uh broad range podcast. We cover a whole bunch of fascinating shit, and we're so glad that you're a part of the community. And again, if you want to be deeper in the community, if you if you really want to be a part of it, um, check out our Discord. It's super easy to do. You can click the link in the uh, show notes of uh, the episode in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, or right here on YouTube. And of course, if you follow us on Instagram, at Podcast. You can find it in our link uh, there in the bio. Um, we uh, we really appreciate all of the support that has come from all of you. And uh, we really thank you for for listening every single episode, every single week. And if you want to support the podcast further, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you're on Spotify, now you can leave ratings on Spotify. You can do it from the mobile app only, I believe. Uh, so if you're listening on your phone, open up your Spotify right under the main page of sick boy, you can leave a five star review. And if you're thinking about joining the discord, but you're like, I don't know how to start doing that. You know that we have a section in there that's uh, introducing yourself and getting to know everybody. And you know what it's like, you know, when you, you know, if you felt like you didn't really want to go to a party and then you did, and then you had the best time ever. Um, it's guaranteed like that, that. It's like yeah. guaranteed. It's guaranteed that you just have to get over that little hump of saying, Hey, my name is blank. And uh, then everybody is so nice. Everyone will welcome you in. And right? we're some of those people that will and, and we are some of those welcome people. you in. Yeah, we're looking forward to connecting with you. There. Yeah. And um, we want to know what the weirdest thing is that you've ever put in your mouth to drink or eat. Um, and you can do that by sending a letter to letters at sickboypodcast.com. Um, the absolute weirdest thing that's ever been in that chomper of yours. Let us know. Um, or... If you have something that's a little bit more related to the things that we uh, talk about in general on this podcast, like living with illness, um, that is sickboypodcast.com. Or if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact. Just to clarify, were you looking for um, edible things in your mouth or like non-edible things too? Well, I mean, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to close off. I don't want to, I don't want to close off the door to anybody. So Sweet. whatever. Okay. Well, thanks so much for, uh, for tuning in and thanks to the people who make the show happen. Thanks to Donovan, the meerkat Morgan for the amazing sound design that he does on our Monday episodes to Rich O'Coin for the theme music on uh, these episodes to take part for the theme music on our Monday episodes to Jeff Lonis for managing this podcast to Lauren Sankey, because uh, I just miss her and, and I really like her. Sorry on the and, weekend. Uh, that was great to, uh, to you guys for, you know, doing all the work that you do. 
That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.